Hey, hey, just wanted to jump on in here real quick and let you know that the ladies kicking ass happy hours are about to come back. That's right. This November, we'll be starting the local ladies kicking ass happy hours right here in Gilbert, Arizona. So mark your calendars for November 16th from 4 to 7 p.m. And we'll drop more information as we get closer to the date. Can't wait to see you there. Welcome to the Ladies Kicking Ass Podcast, where we raise our voices and honor the badass achievements of women in the service industry. Get ready for empowering conversations, inspiring stories, and a whole lot of ass-kicking energy. Join us as we redefine what it means to be bold, fearless, and unapologetically YOU, babe. This is your platform, your community, and your source of inspiration. So buckle up, get ready to rock and roll, and let's show this world just how much we can accomplish. Welcome to the Ladies Kicking Ass Podcast. Hi, ladies. Welcome back to another episode of Ladies Kicking Ass. I'm so excited to bring you yet some more information on your ever-loving social media needs <laughs> here in the Ladies Kicking Ass community. I know that like there's new stuff going on all the time. Sometimes when you feel like I just figured the shit out, then something else happens and you're like, ah, I don't know where to start. Or there's a new one that comes out like threads and Instagram and TikTok and YouTube and Facebook and Snapchat and all these things. And you're like, where am I supposed to focus on this stuff? So today we have an expert that is going to be able to help us with a lot of that, be able to answer some questions. Italia Strubel is here with us today. She's coming in from Germany, which we're super excited to do that. You're our actual second person from Germany that we've had here on the podcast. So super excited to be able to bring Italia to you guys today and have a really honest conversation about what's going on with social media and things that we can anticipate with that and where it is actually going for us and how we can help use it to support our service businesses. So Italia, why don't you go ahead and let us know before you became this rock star in the social media and travel blogging world, like what was that kick-ass moment for you that made you say like, I want to leave being a registered nurse to now have this amazing travel slash social media company? Thank you for having me, Tanya. I feel like right when it happened, I was at this restaurant, Zocalo's, in Roseville, California, and my husband and my friend and I were just chatting about life goals and what we wanted to do in life. At that point, I was very, I guess like I was very content with where I was, but I just felt this push of something was missing. It it felt that I needed to do something, but I wasn't doing it. And I was working bedside nurse and I was working 60 hours plus a week, depending, trying to pay off my debt and trying to just really get in line to where I was able to have some freedom. Excellent. So how did you like go about starting to, did you just design a tra travel blog? Is that how it started? Did you just start seeking out specific kind of niches to work in social media? Like where did you, what did you do to really, what was that step one in your business for you launching it? 
I, if it wasn't for my husband, my husband is German and we had been living in the U.S. and he didn't like the U.S. And we actually came to Germany and and did a Christmas market and we had like a great time. And he told me, I don't like living there. I want to move back to Germany. And that literally was like a punch in the gut. What am I going to do? How am I going to get started? And I went on Google and I asked what everybody else asked on Google, right? How to make money online. The first thing that came up was blogging. And at that time, my friends and family and everyone always would tell me, oh my God, your your love story is amazing. Like you travel, you do stuff, you should start a blog, you should do it. And I was like, okay, well, I'm, I'm just going to start it. And so I just literally went, I bought a blog template and I said, I'm starting a blog. That day I posted on Instagram. I honestly hated Instagram. So if you're listening and you do not enjoy Instagram, it's the pushback, but it's because you're not showing up there as yourself. You're feeling the pressure and that's why you feel like you hate it. And from there, I started the blog. I started posting on Instagram and I started to feel more in love with strategy and the processes of Instagram rather than just posting my travels and waiting to see who would respond to that. Sure, sure. Did you noticed that when you started posting on Instagram, that brought a whole lot more traffic to your blog. Did that help you be able to boost your blog? Yes, it did. With my blog, I ended up doing more lifestyle and travel, but posting on social media and being really intentional about what I posted and how I would redirect that to my blog was really something that ended up bringing traffic and then also in the end added to monetization, which at that time I was making money through affiliate links, which affiliate links are just a little bit money here and there, but it was the start. And Getting started and actually starting to put those systems in place is huge because as your business grows, then you're able to make more and more money passively. Sure. Absolutely. So when you say that you were showing up consistently on Instagram and you were getting it directed to the right, the right places with that, I think that's something that a lot of my audience struggles with, especially if they're in the home service industry. They're like, what the hell do I post? Or I posted about that already. And then you're like, where? They're like, if you scroll down, you'll see it <laughs> again, you know? Like, it's like they think it's been posted once. And so you can't post it again situation. If somebody is in like a home service type thing, or even just a service industry as a whole, how often do you think that people should be posting on Instagram? Or maybe give us a little backstory on like how that goofy little algorithm that scares people to death actually works. And what's your suggestions on that? Right now, the thing to post, you could literally post one Instagram reel a week. What it really matters is making that schedule and people knowing when you're going to post. So Instagram algorithm is all about visibility, meaning yes, the more you post, the more viewership you get, the more people get put into your Instagram. But that does not mean that we all need to get on this rat race of posting on Instagram five times a day. That is insanity. So what I like to do with my clients is I tell them, you post one Instagram reel, one static post, and go live in the home industry. As you're doing stuff, go live and just be like, hey guys, I'm live. Let's just chat. 
I can answer your questions for you. Or, hey, paint with me and then have your live going and your painting. People will watch you for hours doing that. People do that all the time on TikTok. And so just really finding places that you can create where you're at. So it's not a plan that works for everyone. It's more of the fact that you sit there and you say, what works for me and what time do I have? If you're not somebody that likes taking pictures, don't take pictures. Do videos. If you're somebody that enjoys writing, then take in the notes app and take a picture of the note that you have and post that as a post. So you really need to think about what really works for you and what things that you enjoy doing because if you're forcing it, people can tell, one, and two, you become miserable. You're so worried about this random algorithm that you're so miserable about posting on Instagram that when you finally post, you make this list of things that you have to do. Oh, I have to go engage with this account. I've got to go like this. I've got to go do that. And it all needs to be simplified. And you get to the point where you post, you decide whether you're going to post once or three times. I would suggest at least three times a week because the algorithm, once you post once, then it hits the algorithm. You post a second time. You don't have to post in a row, but it's all about visibility. It's not about having to post so that you can do changes or you can grow by a million people. But the more you post, the more that people that follow you already and that new people can see your content. Absolutely. So talk to me about hashtags with Instagram, because I think this is a great debate for for everybody. And it's very interesting because it's like a different opinion that we hear from different social media experts that we've had on the podcast. So I know that's a question that gets asked a lot in the community is like, how many hashtags am I supposed to be doing? Does this actually work? Do I need hashtags on Facebook? What about TikTok? Talk to us hashtags. So hashtags are a way of SEO. The way that I utilize hashtags on Instagram is I I will utilize them on my reels or a regular post. But when you do it on your reels, I personally will do three to seven. You don't want to have 30 different hashtags on there because when you have all of those different hashtags, then the algorithm's trying to figure out which which people do we start off with? Where do we start? And as I tested it out, I noticed that when I utilized three to seven that were direct and that spoke to your ideal client. So thinking about who your ideal client and what they're going to research. And once they research that, they'll be able to find you because Instagram is going more towards SEO and they want to be a search engine like TikTok. People go on TikTok and you can literally search what you're looking for and then find it like it's a Google, right? And so that is how you want to think about it when you're posting your Instagram Reels. When you are posting your static post, I actually tested this last week because people are always saying hashtags are dead. I don't even use hashtags. But if you notice the people who are saying they don't even use hashtags already have a larger community. They already have 10K plus. When you get to that point, yes, you don't need to use that many hashtags because you have people that are sharing your content or saving your content and you have those reactions. But if your goal is to grow, then you want to utilize those hashtags. And when you're using them on static posts, you can use up to 30. I personally use 15 to 22 for the same reason with Instagram Reels. But I am telling you, I posted last week, I believe, and 9,000 people found my post from my hashtags. And I have less than 10,000 followers. 
So hashtags are not dead. It's a way, it's how you utilize them. Not the cutesy hashtags. You want to be SEO appropriate. Yes. So for people that don't understand SEO, tell us what that means. So search engine optimization. So that is how people find you online. Before it was Google really Google and YouTube are actually connected. And so when you look up something on Google, then you search and then the SEO comes up first, like whoever's blog post or whatever information comes up at the top. And that's where Instagram wants to be found on that page where somebody searches like homeschooling or whatever, and then Instagram post comes up. And so that's how Instagram and TikTok are moving towards to do. And so when you are doing your different posts, thinking about how you are laying out your captions. So your captions also matter. You've got to utilize those keywords in your captions too, so that you understand that you're talking directly to that person. Yes. Very good. Very good. I know for a lot of people in the home service industry, they're always like, One of the big things that a lot of them, they're a little bit shy. They may have been bitten by somebody that came in and said, I promise I'm going to get you to the number one spot on Google and it's going to, you know, by 30 days or something ridiculous like that, that we all know is, is a fallacy. So because SEO takes time. So that's something for all of you that are listening. If you're like, great, I'm going to do this. And then I'm going to instantly have this SEO boost. SEO takes time and it is a building process. The more you add, the better optimized it is, the better that you can get in your rankings with stuff, but it can take time. So it's, that one's a long-term game, SEO stuff, but the more you show up for the same things that you're wanting to be known for, obviously you will get a better return on that SEO effort that you're putting in there, correct? Yes, definitely. Awesome. Okay. so. Another thing too that I think a lot of people have questions with with social media is they feel like they have to go engage with so many people. I know that many times you'll hear people on TikTok and Instagram like, you need to go engage with 30 to 50 people every single day. What's your take on engagement on Instagram and TikTok? Authentic engagement. So if you are doing lead generating, you are going to go look for the different types of people that are your ideal client. I personally do not do that. There are a lot of business owners who go in and look for different people. I like to nurture my community. So in that, the way that I engage with my community is making sure to reply to their comments when they put their comments in. And then I will actually do polls in my stories and depending on what somebody answers. So for example, I do a poll and I say, how was your day? One of the things is like, oh, the day's going amazing. The other one is like, oh, not so good. Then the next day I go in, all the people, whether depending on how I'm feeling, the people that said not so good, I'll go in, message them and say, hey, you know, saw you said you're not so good. I hope today's a better day. And it's more of me. It's not me being tactical. I did it a long, I started doing it a long time ago. And I noticed then that my engagement and my viewership increased because those DMs are what really counted. So another way to kind of give the same vibe is if you have a certain like post and then you tell someone reply with a hundred 
right? You say like, if you're feeling like this, reply with this. When they do those replies, then those end up in your DMs. Now you're going to be the front of their page. So this is just in, it's the authentic talking and actually having conversations because social media is social. And what I like to do is take 15 minutes three times a day and do that interaction. So it's not something that's overwhelming. If you have five minutes, just spend five minutes. Some of you are already scrolling. You're already on TikTok. So if you're already scrolling on social media, then take time to nurture the community that has decided to follow you and be a part of your community. Yes. And we've all got time that we're sitting and waiting. I know if you're a mom and you're doing school pickup, they just can't get through that line fast enough or anything. So get there five minutes early and get your engagement stuff done while you're sitting and waiting for your kids. I look for opportunities for that stuff all the time because it's something that like if it's not really something that somebody's going to put on a calendar and be like, here's my five minutes or my 10 minutes to engage. But when you're sitting there scrolling, ask yourself, instead of just consuming, can I be contributing? And I think that's uh, something that I always ask myself when I'm on social media is that the consumption can be inspiring. It kind of depends on what it is that you're paying attention to on there. But I think the contribution is something that if you're interested in building your social media, that the contribution is, is so incredibly important. People all want to feel like people are watching my stuff. People are interacting with me. And when you do that, it's amazing. I notice when I start engaging more, I get so many more followers of people like, oh, wow. And it may not even been somebody that I engaged with, but they may have seen my comments on someone else's post. And because of the nature of ladies kicking ass, people often get intrigued thinking like, huh, what's that? And then I've had people before when I'm like, how'd you find us? Oh, I saw your comment. So, I mean, it can be even little things like that. You just never know where you're going to show up and other people are going to be able to find you. So that's great information with stuff. So let's talk about TikTok for a minute. TikTok is kind of one of those things that a lot of the women that are in this podcast are in their 30s to 50 age range. A lot of us sit and watch our teenage kids on it and we want to be like, get off of TikTok. (laughs) I know when I sit and watch my daughter, I'm like, how do your eyes move that fast? Because they're scrolling like crazy. So what are some tips that you could give to us that don't post a lot on TikTok or are newer to TikTok that is something that would be beneficial for our businesses? Does it need to be that fast, catchy stuff that everybody is looking for on there? I know you can post longer ones on there now. It's super confusing to me. So give us some information and some advice. So TikTok is a niche specific platform. So the best way to handle that is when you get on there, you want to create like five different types of videos. So like you can do a video where you're face to camera and you're talking, or you do a video where you do something catchy, starting off with a hook. You can also do a voiceover type of video where you have your pictures and you have a voiceover, and then they have the slides of the pictures. You can do that type of post too. That could be something that you can repurpose a carousel from Instagram and put it on TikTok and utilize it in that way. So the reason for you doing different types of content while you're starting is so that you can kind of understand what things people respond to. The more that you post on TikTok, the more likely you're going to be 
be found and the more that you won't get those 200 views. The reason that it's 200 views is because the first 200 people that see your content determine how the content is going to perform for the remainder of it being on the platform. So sometimes you see those videos where literally you post a TikTok and then you get off TikTok and then you come back on and it has so many views or you get on TikTok, you leave and you have like five views, right? It's because the way that people are interacting and it matters how long somebody's sitting there and watching your video, like if they save it, if they share it, those things matter. So when starting, once you decide like, oh, you see that people like face to camera, I believe for myself, I'm not a dancer. I have done a couple of dancing videos, okay? But I'm not going to get there and learn a bunch of TikTok dances and then be dancing all the time. Like that's not going to help my business. So one thing I enjoy to do is just teaching face to camera, talking about different services that I offer in a way that's not direct. It's not a place to be salesy. It's not a place to to come onto TikTok and say like, hey, I have this new offer and this is offers for you. No, you want to come in and provide that value. TikTok wants that value. That's why they have the search platform. That's why certain things go viral, like the salmon, salmon pasta, just different things that they have on there go viral because people want the information. They want the how-to. So think about how you can include that from your business, how-to, blah, 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 or five things that shifted my business, five ways I was able to do this. So thinking about those different types of hooks that attract the people that want to learn from you and what you have to offer. And then in the same way, once you do that teaching, I will say it's a authentic place. You don't want to show up on TikTok super curated. You want to get on and just like be you. Like get on, face to camera, just talk like you're talking to a friend. You don't really want it to be scripted as you're editing it. If you have moments where you have long pauses, you want to cut those out. People want the meat and the potatoes. They want literally the information and then they want to keep on scrolling. So the way that you get them to continually follow you because the way the TikTok algorithm works is you create those same types of videos. So if you're consistently creating one type of video, right, you're getting on, you're talking about something or one thing one of my friends does is she creates, she has an Etsy store. And so she creates her stuff on live or she does a video of all of the things she's doing. So when you do that, then people get attracted to it and then They'll like it or they'll sit on it for a little bit. And then as they keep going, they'll keep on seeing your different types of videos. Awesome. I made lots of notes during that. So we'll post all those in here too. And I think it is very interesting to see how things have kind of shifted with attention span of things too. I think for a lot of us, we try to think like we've got to curate all like the shit tons of content and all this stuff and we can't ever use it again. And we were kind of talking before that we hit record on this, that a lot of people in the service industry, people I've worked with in the past or consulted with, they will be like, well, I've already posted about that service. And I'm like, where? And we start scrolling down and it was like last year that they posted that they did electrical work and they're electricians. And I'm like, <laughs> what kind of electrical work are you doing? Give some like, hey, if you need some tips, provide some value on things. I think a lot of things that people struggle with in the service industry too is what can I post? So can you talk to us about 
good ideas for people that may be in the service industry to post about and then kind of how to repurpose that content. Because I think people think I got to create something for Instagram. I got to create something separate for TikTok. And if I've used this before, I can never use it again. Talk to us about repurposing and then what are some great ideas for service-based businesses to post about? Okay. For service-based businesses, you want to post. I think sometimes people stray away of posting like how they do stuff or this is a step-by-step of this, but people hire you because you're the professional, right? So if I watched a video, electrician like setting something up in a house, and then he shows me like the finish of how the lights go and all of that, I'm going to be like, wow, like, let me send this to my friend. This is how, you know, this, but then at the same time, I'm going to know like, this is not something I want to do for myself, right? I do not want to paint my house. I need to find somebody who can paint the house for me. And when you showcase that different content of you actually doing what you do, then it's going to attract those people because they're going to be like, wow, wow, that's a really nice paint job. But then you have a behind the scenes type of video where it shows like, this is what it looked like before. This is what it looks like after. So those transformations are huge too. Like providing transformations of the before and afters for the different types of services that you do. And then- giving the behind the scenes, like showcasing what it is that you do. And then in the same way, you want to kind of align yourself with sharing how, like, why would someone hire an electrician? Why would someone hire a painter? Like, why would they hire you? So sharing that. And I think a lot of service-based businesses are afraid to say that, or it's common sense to them, right? You take your car to the mechanic And it's like, it's common sense. That's what you do. But for some people, it's not common sense. So tell us what can go wrong. Give us, give us a a scenario. What can go wrong if you don't hire somebody who paints? You can give an example of something that you're fixing. Like, oh, this person decided to work on this on them by themselves. And this is what we're fixing today. And then you can show the transformation of that. So those are different types of content ideas of things that you can do. And then as far as repurposing, it's always funny to me because people think they posted something a year ago and like somebody saw it. So the way that all of these apps work is they, the lifespan of content, even on Instagram is increasing. Like on TikTok, like literally there can be a video and it can continually have views over time. And Instagram is working towards that too. One thing I will do is every six-ish months, I will actually repost an old post just so I can see how people react to it. So that will allow me to gauge where my community is now. Your community is ever-changing. People are constantly coming and leaving and coming. You're gaining followers, you're losing followers. It's like an up and down game. So you don't know what followers you really have. And the way to gauge that is by going through and reposting your content. So that's one way to repurpose. Another way is to ask ChatGPT, which is an AI tool. You can literally take your caption and put it inside of ChatGPT. You can say, rephrase this caption for another post, and then it'll go in there and it'll rephrase that content for you from what you have put in there. And then now you can copy and paste that and put that on the same picture that you had, or you can do a different video and also a different types of perspectives. So The way that I like to do that is you can make a post and have one type of hook where maybe you're like, come join me doing this. And then 
another hook where you say like, oh, this is what I did. And it's the same type of video, but it's two different types of content pieces. And the reason that you do that is because that's going to attract a different type of person. Everyone responds to stuff differently. And the more that you say the same type of thing over and over and over is the more likely people are going to respond or join or purchase from you because they know that you're aligned with the message that you're bringing. Yes. Oh, so good. One of the best things I think through all of that was like providing them value too. Like, what are you teaching them how to do? I own a septic pumping and construction business. And inside of that business, like when we post stuff, we're like, this is what it looks like to pump out a septic tank. This is what it looks like. This is why we need to do this. This is why we need to do this. And showing people how to do that. Now, are people going to want to go do that themselves? Absolutely not. And it requires specialized equipment to be able to do that. But that is something that we get so much feedback and engagement on those posts, even on TikTok, like where we are installing a new system. People have no idea how giant those tanks are and things going in the ground and them being able to see things and visualize it. So when we bid on this project and it's $30,000 and they're like, what are you talking about? Because they only see a hole this big in the ground. They can actually see what it is that we're putting in there. So the more that you show up on social media, even if people are like, I'm not getting my money out of this. You're absolutely getting your money out of this because you don't understand what people are actually looking at before they actually hire you for these services. Everyone is checking people online. And a lot of people go to social media to search stuff up now, you know, like going through YouTube, going through Instagram, Things that I've noticed too in my business has been in the hiring process, how many people have went on to social media to check out our business before they came in for an interview. So that's kind of a little something to think about with stuff too, is that it holds many different ideals for people to be able to think and interpret who you are as people and who you are as a company based upon what it is that you're posting. Like I want people to get to know the people that are in my business. And I'm sure you do that too with your posts and they want to get to know you and why they want to do business with you because people want, people can get social media service or they can get septic pumping service or coaching from a variety of different people. But what aligns with us and people want to see that authenticity inside of social media. So I love your ideas there of just like how to or five things or top three. Don't ever be afraid to share your secrets. They're not really secrets. Everybody knows how to do something that you know how to do. But why should they buy from you? So thank you so much for that. That was really awesome. Um, so talk to me about your membership that you have. Talk to me about what you have going on and what is next for you. So I have a content monetization membership. The focus is really creating content that drives those sales. So I'm not about likes and comments and all of that. Like those are vanity metrics. And yes, they help you in the social media world, but we all create businesses to monetize from them and to make income and to share and be social. And so in this membership, it's really about creating that different content. So there's different trainings going over how to create content. And then I also do content audits in there where I take a look at your content or help you with the different content ideas so that you can continue to make money from the content that you're creating online. 
And right now I am starting, if you're somebody that wants to do systems and kind of creating that passiveness in your business, even as a service-based business, having an email list is huge because that is going to enable you to have those referrals and have those people coming behind the scenes. And you never know, depending on what you do, you never know who else needs that service in that circle. So once you do one person and then you do have email marketing behind you, then you're able to create more and also gain more customers from that. And so I am starting a little mini group where we are going to be creating the systems inside of your business. Excellent. Systems will save your life. I am a firm believer in that. And also, if you're ever considering growing and scaling the business that you have, if you're a solopreneur right now and you're doing stuff on your own or you're getting ready for that next first or for the first hire or additional hires, training, everything goes so much better when there's an actual system in place. Just because you know what's going on doesn't mean that this person coming in is going to know what's going on. So I know a lot of times people say at the beginning, like, it's just me. I don't need a system. I know what I'm doing. I'm like, plan for the future. Mm. Like you got to be thinking three years ahead every time you're running a business because who can do this for you that will allow you more time to be able to work on your business instead of being in it all the time? So when you hire that person, it's clear expectations because what you think is common sense, just like you said before, isn't always common practice with people because people see things very differently. So systems are so important. That is going to be a great thing for anybody to want to join in on. So where's the best place to find you if we want to connect with you and we want or if people want to work with you or learn more about you. Yes, I am on Instagram at Italia Struble and my website, www.ataliastruble.com slash resources is where you'll find where to work with me. And if you want to have a good old time, we, my husband and I have a TikTok, the Struble family that just shows behind the scenes living in Germany and life. So that is how you can find me. It's awesome. So one last question that I always ask everyone that is on the podcast is how they resonate with the phrase ladies kicking ass. So Italia, picture this. You're writing a chapter in a book that's called ladies kicking ass. What is your chapter about and what does that phrase mean to you? My chapter is about overcoming challenges and persisting beyond beyond the challenges that you have. So really kind of that persistent and that perseverance of going through because I feel, especially in the business world, it's in a way of you have these these barriers around you that make it kind of like impossible or you feel like, oh my gosh, I can't do this. And ladies kicking ass means to me like, no, like this, this woman has gone through a lot of shit And now she's coming back on top and she's not only coming back by herself, but she's going to pull you up. Beautiful. That's incredible. That pull up, you can't forget that at the end of it. That is 
what makes that a very intriguing chapter of a book. And I would definitely read that. And I know a lot of other people will. Thank you so much, Italia, for being an inspiration and being one of these women that are kicking ass and has went after what you wanted to have with the freedom of being able to travel with your husband and be able to help people through social media. I know the information that you gave our listeners today is something that they'll be able to use and tactical things they can put into their business. So thank you so much for your time. Thank you for having me. Thanks for being part of the Ladies Kicking Ass community. Cheers to all you badass women out there. Keep rocking your power, igniting your fire, and making waves in the service industry. If you loved today's episode, please do me a quick favor. Take a screenshot, post it, and tag us at Ladies Kicking Ass. Be sure to include the link to your favorite episode. Your support in spreading the word means the world to us as we aim to empower even more women. Hit that subscribe button to stay tuned for more kick-ass episodes. And don't forget, a five-star review is the ultimate high five. Connect with us on social media. All the links are in the show notes. Thank you for being part of our tribe. Now go kick some serious ass, lady.